Welcome to the Evolution of Viral, where we talk to, with, and about all things viral. There are over 100 years of content being uploaded daily across the various platforms, but sometimes greatness, cuteness, or even just good old plain weirdness catches on and goes viral. What follows are some of those stories. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, or connect with us on social at The Evolution of Viral. And now, on with the podcast. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. This is Judson Lifely, your host, and we have an incredible opportunity to talk to an amazing individual who has pretty much been around since the beginning, early days of digital content and probably has an incredible insight as to how things have gone viral, what happens when things go viral, and how to deal with people who claim they just want something to go viral. But Mickey Meyer is an Emmy and now Academy Award nominated producer and current president of Group 9 Network. Now, Group 9 Network has an umbrella of a variety of platforms, but basically hits everyone on the planet at some point in time between Thrillist, Pop Sugar, Pop Sugar UK, now this Seeker, the Dodo. Over 80% of all people in America over the age of 20 visit one of their sites every single month. Nobody has a reach larger than this particular group. And so we're very honored that he's here today. Part of his own personal journey is in the early days, he was part of a producer at Maker Studio, which is one of the first true studios for content creation on the internet, especially through the medium at that time of YouTube, including groups of epic rap battles of history, bad lip reading, good neighbor, Kasamji, on and on and on and on. Then went on to found another group called Jash, which was a comedy group with several other famous people in the world of comedy. Comedy, including Sarah Silverman, uh, Adam Carolla, Norm MacDonald, and some names that most people will probably recognize. And on top of that, as if it couldn't get any better, also served on the Entertainment Advisory Council to the Obama administration at the White House, just casually saying things like, oh, so we were in a meeting with Obama one time, not just a meeting, but of multiple meetings, including meeting with former Vice President, now President Joe Biden, Valerie Jarrett, and others to help bring the idea of entertainment and creating change through entertainment for community as well. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule, uh, especially since you just found out you got nominated a few days ago for Best Live Action Short Film for the Academy Awards of 2021 for a movie called Two Distant Strangers. So congratulations on that. Hopefully that award will lead to a viral movement of that particular piece of content and really help build the buzz. But let's just start off. I've been asking everyone the same question, kind of a side question. What has been your favorite piece of viral content or entity in your lifetime? So of all the things that you've seen on a personal level or just something that resonated with you particularly, what is something that you've loved that you would consider to be viral? Oh man, that's a good good question. Um, there's just so many things that immediately kind of popped to mind. You know, either things that I kind of worked on, or or otherwise things that I just was kind of in the periphery of watching these these moments happen. I mean, I, I'm I'm a huge bad lip reading fan. You know, the guy who's behind that holds some, some dear anonymity that I won't you know uh, explode right now. But you know, it's just it's the epitome of like fun content like you watch those videos and they just make everybody feel better and so like anytime one of those i see kind of catching fire and doing my thing it just brings a smile to my face and always a thing i stop and watch with my kids now and like i love that yeah yeah i mean that was just a the genius 
so many people look at I I don't remember what the comedian was, but I've always loved when they say they can tell they love something when they look at that, and their first thought is, "Why didn't I think of that?" Yeah. And I think that's what everyone thinks about bat. Like, why didn't I think of that? That's been around. It's not. It's just, but it's so simple and it's so genius. So, what were some of the other things that you worked on that you would consider to be viral? Because how do you define viral? That's another question too. As somebody who works in the space, who someone sees the in and outs of the production, the the distribution, the metrics of all these things, how do you measure something and consider it to be viral? Yeah, I think. I mean it's changed, right? I think the early days, it was like, there was just nobody really understood the mechanisms of like subscription to a YouTube channel or like how to like really consume in feed content. And so you'd have a lot of things that got that viral label. And then I think there was a moment after that, especially within like even the maker days where it was like, nothing is viral. Everything is purposeful, which is, I, I think kind of BS is like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, you can do to control virality and to help virality and boost virality, but there's still the weird thing that just no one can explain that just takes off and you know you get to study kind of after the fact. I mean, some of my favorite ones I've loved I love that like you know the Harlem Shake when that whole thing came out. I think that was like the dumbest, funnest thing out there. I at the same time love, you know, we have a lot of videos within uh, group nine and with now this that will just take off that are you know topic driven and you get to see people really caring about sustainability or gun control or whatever the issue is that they're passionate about and then you know i just love the i love the dumb moments too i love you know these things that just resonate with people in the sense that they are nonsensical and you know the whole like i mean just gme and like gme was like a viral moment right it's just like the entire internet catching on to one thing they're like yeah that's kind of messed up and then like just perpetuating it and spreading it and you know GameStop. <laughs> just, it just it just i don't know if you saw what happened today so today i i know you're not supposed to give dates on these things but it's it's march yeah. 25th it went up another 40 percent today at the end of the day yeah, so and they're all i just happened to i was on reddit of course and then the wall street bets group is going crazy because of all that stuff and yeah, yeah. I think you're, it's interesting because you had mentioned that there are things that you can do to help control virality. So what are some of the things that you think you can do from somebody? I mean, between just Group 9 and all the other groups you've been in, you have seen a ton of content go from conception to production to release. And when you see something going somewhat viral, what are some of those things that you can do to control some of that? Yeah, I think, I mean, you definitely can't, you, you can't control it once it the cat's out of the bag and once things are kind of moving. I think it's more just controlling the circumstances that allow a post to maybe go viral is like, you know, if you have something that is, is speaks to a particular community and having a, having a community behind your post is, you know, I don't know, 90% of it, right? It's like having something that like has that initial ability to take off, you know, if Joe Schmo in the middle of Nebraska posts something, but they have five people that are following them or are aware of it. Like nobody's going to see that thing and it's not going to like go viral. It, there has to be enough of a community that sees that or that that appeals to you. So if it's people in Nebraska or if it's, you know, like with GME uh, with GameStop and like having the the Wall Street bets community that really starts to take that and blow it up and create their own memes and do their own things and like having that community piece I think is, is tends to be very important and then you know easily shareable stuff like that it's it's you don't see like Titanic isn't going to go viral right like having a joint <laughs> film that's not 
something that is going to be able to spread too fast. So like these smaller, you know, smaller doses of content, whether it's an image all the way up to, you know, now TikToks and things like that, that just make it a little bit more easier. So speaking of that, because you kind of, you mentioned TikTok there, you know, we've seen a, we've seen an evolution or transition from pre-YouTube, somebody had to send a file itself. Then YouTube was able to send a link. Then Facebook started making the videos more predominant in their feed. And so then it became Facebook videos. And now we've got TikTok. As a brand strategist and as a brand manager, those brands, how have you had to change and how do you even keep up on that of knowing which platform all the people are at? And then how do you kind of navigate talking to your brands and working with the advertisers about where they should be in order to help the possibility of going viral. And this is, I mean, for me, this has been a long road, right? Is that like in the very early days of this, it was YouTube. And so just understanding who, who spoke that language and how they spoke it and why they spoke it, like what the kind of the rules of the road there within that community were, um, was very, it was kind of everything. And I think that as you've watched things evolve and you've watched, you know, new platforms emerge and you've watched new audiences emerge, you learn very quickly that every platform has its own, um, its own language, has its own, you know, uh, algorithm, has its own kind of like hit points, its own community. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful and like, you know, in many ways kind of like scientific <laughs> shift that will be analyzed <laughs> later on is that every one of these platforms is a way for people to communicate, right? And communicate in a different way and, and have a different kind of dialogue in the same way that we, you know, develop the Eng- English language, like memes and, and content and video are their own language. And so TikTok, you know, speaks to a younger generation, was is a, a place that people that were young really felt like they had a home and that there was a language there that aligned with what they were going through and what they wanted out of life. And they organized there, they, you know, I want you to be on TikTok. Talk, TikTok. I'm going to show you my TikTok, or I'm going to like send you this person that I love, and like all that 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 language started to emerge there. I think for me, structurally, and how I've gotten to been afforded the ability to deal with that now is, you know, I have a team. I have like I have uh, our chief insights officer, Ashish Patel, was very bullish on TikTok in the early days. I understood kind of what might work make sense for them on the business side and how to kind of like get in with them through my own relationships that you just accumulate by being in the industry for so long. And uh, we have brands within group nine that are all eager to lean into these new spaces because they understand that that's how audience moves. And this is where audience aggregates and they find a spot that they like, and then they kind of starts to grow a lot dependent upon leadership of the business. But like, sometimes it's, you know, it's going to happen whether they like it or not. Um, So get in early you know, understand that you're trying to join a conversation and then contribute, bring what it is that's true to your brand uh, onto that platform. And luckily, I don't have to be the one to build these audiences anymore. And I get to just still, you know, sound like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, but you had, I mean, you had plenty of years of building those audiences and creating that content. So you definitely come from a place of experience, not just. Not that there are people, but there are some people who are really good at the the data analyzing versus someone who can data analyze the metrics, but then also has been there before. And I think it's nice that you said something about being authentic to yourself and bringing your own voice. I think one of the themes we hear over and over about things that do go viral is you really have a level of authenticity to almost all of it. It's 
possible but very improbable to produce viral from the start. You know, those things that get produced in order to try and go viral usually fall flat. Uh, every once in a while, you have something really good that happens. I mean, some some ad agencies are really good at creating viral advertisements. So dealing with advertisers is part of your job and, and those types of things. And I'm sure you've heard it before. And I'm curious as to how you respond when a, a brand that you're working with on an advert says to you, how can you help us go viral? Like, just make us something that goes viral. You know, we hear that all the time in the world of it's just, I just want something to go viral. Go, go make me something go viral. Like, how do you reply to that? Yeah, I think, yeah, you, you, you give them like, listen, we're happy to help you get all of the things in place that can help you get there, right? Like you can never promise anyone virality, but you can promise them that you'll you'll do your best to, to get them set up in the right way and understanding what communities they can tap into, what platforms are right for what it is that they're trying to do and how they can start that dialogue. But hey, I mean, you hit the nail on the head in that the internet smells bullshit from a mile away. Like that, unfortunately, or fortunately with TV, like there was a nice veil where people behind that curtain could say like, yeah, listen, they'll take whatever we give them. Like this is, they'll believe this no matter what. (laughs) That doesn't exist with the internet. The internet was created kind of as the antithesis to that, to be able to say, no, let's see what real life actually looks like. And you know, as a result of that, people now expect it. And so the moment that you come into something under that pretense of like, I just want attention for the sake of attention, um, you're not likely going to expand outside of your own community. There's definitely, don't get me wrong, like attention is the currency within the internet. But as far as virality is concerned with it, it doesn't tend to happen that way. Yeah. So then what do you say to somebody, let's say somebody does have a viral moment or or gets that attention what would you say to somebody if they called you up and said hey listen i had this thing and it's blowing up how do i maximize this moment or what's the best way to take advantage of a situation where you do have some virality yeah that i mean that's the other thing that comes i think in in the preparation is that you have to set yourself up to be able to you know, like kind of know where you're going Trayvon Free, who's the, the writer and director of Two Distant Strangers, the, the short film you were mentioning before, he he uh, said a quote on a podcast that was, I think, from another friend. This I'm like this like secondhand quoting, <laughs> lethal, you know, incredibly dangerous, but you know, the, to the effect of don't focus on the door, focus on your foot, right? So like, don't focus on trying to get the opportunity, focus on like yourself focus on your own craft because when that door opens you have to be ready you have to make sure that you're strong enough to kind of withstand it and for better or worse most people that go viral do not their foot's not ready right it's like yep. the door just opens you get sh- shoved through that door and you're like where am i i have no idea what's going on and it almost becomes like who gets to you first and how you know how uh, how amazing your gut is on picking people and bets uh, post that because you know on the other side of virality on the other side of uh, of something there's that like FOMO thing in humans that drives everyone to want to be a part of it and to suddenly join the conversation you know at this point there's a million different ways to make money on any of those types of moments and it just becomes about speed right so like if you go into that moment and you're ready and you already understand where a merch provider is for you and you understand how you know you can get things on itunes if it's got a song component to it and you have 
uh, an understanding of what you personally want to do or, you know, like the, your own career ambition and you understand like the landscape of entertainment and how rights work. And like, there's a lot of, you know, on the other side of these things and um, more often than not, especially like individuals, um, they don't have that. Right. And definitely people in like the earlier days of this stuff, like that, that wasn't, there was no like, drop merch solution there yeah. was ship merch solution it was like you can maybe get a license deal with hot topic you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah i mean i think you hit it on the head there too it's the there's a bigger world behind something that happens if you do go viral and if you don't have a good foundation of who you are and where you're going, it's very easy to get lost in that. There are a lot of people that come out of the woodworks who want your attention when you do go viral. I mean, I had my moment way, way back in the day, and that was before anything even really existed like that. And and I can still remember some of the crazy calls that I got. And I was like, really? Like, I... I don't have any sitcoms that I've written. Like I'm not a writer. I don't, have, they're like, you sure you don't. And it would have been very easy had I been younger to fall into that FOMO fear of like, Oh yeah, I'll fly to LA tomorrow. Yeah. Let's take meetings yeah. uh, and all that good yeah, stuff. You had the uh, Kasim, uh, who was one of my best friends who was one of the founders of maker studios and really like educated me a lot on the space. He, uh, I remember once had someone come over and was like, Hey, we want you to be, uh, we want to give you a millions of milkshakes milkshake in Dubai. Um, and Courtney Card- or Kim Kardashian is going to be doing the same. And it was like, what? Why, why is that a thing that I would need or want? But- <laughs> that would be a fun podcast just alone to find people who have been to that, who have gotten to that level of influencer and just the crazy things that they've been asked or pitched or even some of the things that have gone to fruition. I, I had a guy named Matt Harding on the other day. Uh, I don't know which order it'll come in, but he's the guy that did the Where the Hell is Matt videos and did this crazy dance all over the globe. And he had a five-year string of like 15 commercials that only air for Visa that only aired in the South Pacific area. And he goes, you know, nobody in America has ever seen him, but I I got to go make a couple commercials every single year. Uh, And so that was just, it's fascinating how things can spread all around the globe and then you can find pockets of potential profit and possibility in those different things. So, okay, a couple more things. We'll wrap it up and get you out of here because I know super, super busy with all sorts of great stuff. So if you were to kind of take a step back and look at all the things that have gone viral, all the things that you've ever experienced going viral, are there any elements aside from authenticity, which you talked a little bit about, what are some of the other common denominators that you think you see about things that go viral when you're looking backwards at them that you're able to look back and say, Oh, that was a smart move from that perspective, or they all have this kind of thing connecting them together. Oh man. Uh, I mean, yeah, authenticity is definitely the, probably the biggest one community. I would say is probably second to that is like, is, is that what, what community that this start from is that there's normally something that it caught fire in that then caused it to spread beyond um, shareability for sure. Or something that, you know, has that element I'd say the other the other thing, and this is probably more like challenge related, but something easily mimicable, right? It's like having the ability to let others participate. I think carries so much so much value because that's what, I mean, that's what we're all craving as humans, right? Like it's that FOMO thing again. It's like you want to be a part of stuff, and so you're either a part of it by like getting the joke and sharing it in that way, and like or commenting on it, and that like this is a ridiculous thing. 
But as soon as it, like the Harlem Shake thing was like, anybody could play that music and anybody could do some weird dance. And like that caught fire because of it. And it's kind of this, there's a, there's a lot of, I think the viral moments that have happened just out of that seek, you know, desire to, to participate. Ice bucket challenge, right? Like same thing. I can, I can dump ice water on me. I've had a million people that have like pitched me or like, you know, you talk with a, an advertiser and they're like, Oh, you know, we have this idea for a challenge and it's the like, do your taxes challenge. And like, <laughs> Who, like, what person is like, yeah, let me document myself doing my, ta-. you know, it's like, there's not uh, you have to, it has to be fun. It has to, you know, have a, a ideally doesn't have to, but like, I think it has, if it can have that, that ability to let people participate, that just makes it uh, that much easier for people to, to, to then want to share it, you know? Yeah, I think you hit the the head on the nail, especially I like that you mentioned the ice bucket challenge. That, in my opinion, is probably the best example of what the internet was designed to do. From everyone participating to raising awareness of a disease to actually raising enough money that they are saying that those extra research dollars have led to a breakthrough that they think potentially could possibly cure ALS, which you think of that, that happening because a couple people just dumped ice on their head and said, I challenge three other people to do it. It really shows the power of something going viral. Yeah. That's, that's been my biggest focus. I think in, in more recent years is trying to understand how to harness some of that power to create change, because I feel like that's almost my own obligation with like, I I got this education. I got this on the trial by fire here moment where I I was thrown into this. I got to meet a lot of amazing people and I got to do a lot of amazing stuff when I was working with the Obama administration, I remember just thinking it was so ridiculous because at the time I was with, you know, Jash and was basically making a business around dick jokes for lack of, you know, <laughs> lack of a more way to, to explain it. And then you're, I found myself in the Roosevelt room sitting across from president Obama. And it's like, Oh, this is bigger. This is like, there's, there's, there's something happening here. If I'm in this room that I now have this obligation to, uh, to make use of and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes there's you know nonprofits are a very hard business to run and they don't have the resources necessarily always to spend on things a good friend of mine who's, who's been in the digital space for a very long time his name's aj tesler has a daughter with rett syndrome which is a, a really you know really really hard thing to deal with but basically traps little girls in their body um and their their kind of motor functions start to uh, as they get older, but it doesn't show, show itself until around like five years old. He left to start, you know, just working on that and helping them to raise money. And watching his impact there is incredibly inspiring. And now he's, you know, starting a YouTube channel and like letting people follow along with that journey. And I remember he even we created a video at one point, or he created a video at one point. I just was kind of helping uh, advise little things on the outside, but the general context was share this video with this girl because if you share the video, the video will have an ad that plays against it and that money is going to go directly towards saving little girls and saving kids that are dealing with this. And so I think you'll start to see more of that happen. I think you'll start to see more. I think we already see it, but I think, you know, that the ice bucket challenge is you know, that personified. I think it's going to happen in a lot of more smaller ways uh, going forward. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing too. I think it's kind of like the internet is, you know, it's, we're still in the infancy of the internet really in reality, as far as an invention goes. I mean, YouTube is coming up on their 16th anniversary, which 
seems like a long time, but that's not really a long time, especially for an entire culture to get used to things. And so I think you're right. We're finally going to see things start to settle and people really starting to recognize that it's about impact just as much as it is about income. You know, that's the thing everyone always asks about viral things. Well, how much money did you make from it? You know, and it's not about how much money did you make from something. It's should be more about how much impact could that possibly have on the world around you. So thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. So if anyone wanted to look you up, I mean, I know you're not necessarily the person that's like, follow me because you're not trying to, you know, you're not the, the that thing. Besides Group 9 and visiting all the different incredible sites that you have, and we'll link to all of those sites as well. Is there anything else that you want to direct anyone to? Uh, Mickey on Instagram. Mickey on Instagram. To go to is that I uh, I've got some really uh, exciting things that I cannot talk about yet that are coming, but I'm very excited. For very cool. Well, depending on when this airs and that goes out, then we'll maybe we'll add an addition to anything else. But we'll definitely know once two distant strangers gets out there. We'll be sure to let yeah, everyone know. Yeah, go watch that too. Watch yeah, make sure to go watch that. And I mean, that's a huge, huge thing. Congratulations on not only making something that is going to hopefully have a lot of impact and lead to a lot of discussions of people, but that has already been recognized before it's even released to the level of where it was nominated for an Academy Award. I mean, that's pretty cool. You get to say that for the rest of your life. That's good. Everything's kind of up there, right? With I was hanging out in the Roosevelt Room uh, with Obama. <laughs> and aside from the fact that in your early days, we didn't go back into that, but you were an intern on the West Wing. Was, uh, yeah. Which is pretty amazing that you got to be on a show about the White House and then eventually got to go to the White House. Yeah, I used to have to give tours of the fake White House. Oh, you know, you're kidding. Like, That's awesome. job within the West Wing. And so, yeah, walking in and being like, oh, it's actually kind of similar. <laughs> I could do this tour real quick. That's so cool, man. So, I mean, what an incredible life. And aside from all the other, I mean, listed on Forbes magazine, 30 under 30. Next generation executives under 35. I mean, you have a lot of accolades and a lot of great things. And I also know that you're extremely proud of your of your children. And I like really impressive to see that you're you're looking at how you can create change and use the platforms that you're that you're over or that you're working with in order to do that as opposed to just figure out ways to get people's attention. So kudos to you for all of that. Keep doing That's that. Very kind of you to say. Thank you, man. This has been the evolution of viral with your host, Judson Lightley. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe. You can find all of the information about our guests in the show notes or on theevolutionofviral.com. Be sure to give them a follow or another view. Connect with us on social at Evolution of Viral and let us know what viral entities you'd like to hear from and learn more about. And to all the creators out there, keep on creating... And maybe, just maybe, you'll go viral.